everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Hello. <laughs> we are a horror movie podcast. This is our news edition of the show, which we do most weeks. Uh, sometimes I mean, if there's not a lot of news or if we've taken the week off from recording, uh, we can't do news. But we're here most weeks and we have some interesting stuff to talk about. It's not quite as packed or as monumental as last week, but... Mm-hmm. We've got some interesting tidbits and some new movies to potentially look forward to coming up later in the year. So we'll start off with Hellraiser. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not exciting news necessarily. In fact, it could put some projects that are supposed to be happening mm-hmm. in a rough place, potentially. Mm-hmm. And that is, we know how this whole Friday the 13th thing we've been dealing with recently. Yeah. With the legal battles and the writer taking back the 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 rights and all the rest of it. Um, well, I like that you make it seem like we personally have been dealing with it, <laughs> like we're <laughs> cut in the middle of it. I think we are. I, I, I think, <laughs> we, we, honestly, I, I think we are. We're very close to standing trial at any point now. To be <laughs> uh, but Hellraiser seems to be like it's about to go through the same thing uh, mm-hmm. with Clive Barker uh, for his original story. He's trying to reclaim the the rights based on the same law. Mm-hmm. It would be the end of 2021, uh, sometime in December. And basically that means that the, the projects are in the works, the movie that's in the works and the TV show that's in the works, they could just make a deal with him. It might not be as messy as Friday the 13th. This might go much mm-hmm. smoother if, if the producers just give him what he wants. It might actually go relatively smooth. <clears throat> but it could also end up being another legal tangled battle of mm-hmm. and everything that's supposed to be happening with Hellraiser could just instantly be dead mm-hmm. because of this. Yeah, um, I mean, at least this seems like a little more, uh, like easier to follow than Friday the Thirteenth because, like Friday the Thirteenth, there's so much, you know, kind of like legalese in it, and then, yeah, you have different stuff with like you know the writer and the director and what was work for hire and you know what is, uh, you know, like this guy's creation and stuff. Like at least with this with Hellraiser, it's like, well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> it all goes back to Clive Barker. Like, you know, he did the original story. He, you know, wrote and directed the first movie. So I don't know it, it doesn't like seem as messy, uh, not to say that, you know, like Hollywood and studio people aren't going to try to find loopholes and, you know, make it convoluted or whatever, but, uh, at least seems a, a bit like easier to follow. Cause it's just like pretty obviously one person behind it all. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't get the rights to anything from the sequels or anything that was added, but, he would oh, get no. the, <laughs> the CD throwing, you know, Cenobite. We won't see him but again. His original story, The Hellbound Heart, he would have the rights back to that for, for films and TV and all the rest of it. And he did, of course, create Pinhead. Pinhead's in that original story, so he would get Pinhead. Uh, I do wonder, though, uh, I I have read this story, but I don't think he's actually called Pinhead in it. So I, I wonder if they would be able to use the name. I mean, I could, you know, could be wrong about that, but. That's an interesting but can they make him look like pinhead though if, if he's described in the book oh sure sure yeah, yeah. like yeah I, I just like you know because in the book it, you know it's, it's like the first movie where it's like they are more of a force of nature and uh, you know and everything and so it's not like you know in the book and then pinhead came out and said you know uh but they they do describe him like how, how they look and stuff but yeah i don't think you actually get that name um but then he did write a book like um uh, you know, just like a couple of years ago called the Scarlet Gospels, where uh, it's mostly about Pinhead, and I'm sure they probably called him that in there, so I don't know if that hurts or helps it or where that, you know, uh, falls, but... 
That's an uh, interesting question. But uh, December 19th, 2021 is the date that this would go into effect if it goes through. Uh, meaning that if they want to actually churn out a movie, if they, as long as they release it before December 19th, 2021, they're completely allowed to do so. So maybe they'll fast-track that movie. Uh, in fact, they, they even said here in this article about discussing that it was actually being fast-tracked. It just got halted because, well, the pandemic and well, the world. Time to go to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or New Zealand. Sure. <laughs> I think New Zealand's the... Uh, well, I say that because New Zealand have had, like, the best track record. Uh, they, they literally got to a point where there was no cases or something like that. Well, I was uh, just making a uh, children yeah. of the corn joke. Yes, yes. I, I got it. I, I got the reference. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, uh, yes, so that is uh, Hellraiser. So, I mean, it's funny because Hellraiser's not something I need more of. Like, Hellraiser's a great movie. Sure. I love the first yeah. Hellraiser. But I don't you actually do. need there to be any more of it. And, obviously, we're working through the movies and... Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're seeing what the sequels are like but i don't necessarily need to be have more hellraiser sequels and interpretations like i can happily just live with the first one and that's it friday the 13th mm-hmm. is a weird one where i kind of just want more and more sequels of jason killing people in more ridiculous and stupid ways yeah so i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more bothered by the friday the 13th one than this but uh and when i say bothered, i just mean in terms of like the legal entanglement slowing things down for new new projects not so much yeah. that i'm mad at the writer for getting you know what they deserve uh yeah. <laughs> from their creations so I that know, totally. is uh so that's hellraiser uh could mm. could be a little dispute there or maybe it won't be a dispute I mean, at all maybe it'll just go smoothly i mean do, do hollywood producers uh like to just hand things over i don't know probably not they don't no. they definitely don't but <laughs> And like, I mean, is Hellraiser that much of like a huge like money grab? Like, I know people just like to have the IP and everything, but like, they've been churning out so many like straight to you know VOD sequels that I'm sure do like okay because you know they're cheap and has enough name recognition. But is it really that much of a money maker? You know? Yeah, I think with Friday the Thirteenth, even though they hadn't made one since two thousand nine. I think, you know, it, it. there is something to be said that Friday the 13th never went straight to video. Like, it yeah. like it was always worth a theatrical release in some form. And, okay, the last couple they made didn't do, like, insanely well. But, I mean, mm-hmm. there's no reason why Friday the 13th, if being churned out for cheap, can't keep making enough money to justify making more. Like, Blumhouse churning out Friday the 13th mm-hmm. movie seems like a... An inevitability sure. at some point. You know, they've the, 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 done, yeah. done Halloween, the, why not do Friday the 13th too? Yeah, and and I agree with you. Like, I don't need any more Hellraiser movies, but if there was anything that was going to get me excited, it probably would be if, you know, Clive Barker got the rights back. Because, uh, you know, he talked about before about, um, you know, I, th- I think it, it probably would have been like, uh, you know, a couple of years ago at this point, maybe even like, you know, uh, almost 10 years or something. But, uh, like, I think he did write a treatment for like uh, some type of reboot or something. Um that he might have even said he was possibly thinking about directing. Uh, I, I think this was like, a, you know, around when they were uh, putting out the uh, Cabal cut of Nightbreed. So um, obviously a while ago. But yeah, like if he did get it back, maybe it, or wants to get it back, maybe it's because he has plans or wants to do something. And that could actually be pretty exciting. Like maybe not necessary, but, uh, you know, it would definitely, <laughs> you know, uh, be a lot more exciting than you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, David Goyer, you know, uh-huh. doing 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely. If, if, if out of the projects that are supposed to be in the works, the TV show is the one that's a bit more interesting. That would be maybe oh, sure. a shame to mm-hmm. not get to see what it would have been. But yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't. Know. I mean, I'm actually excited by the idea of Clive Barker making something either because the original Hellraiser, well, I love it, is like the only thing from Clive Barker that that I've actually <laughs> really liked because Clive Barker's you know other track record, you know, he because he did contribute to Hellraiser uh, Bloodline. He he did. Uh, Nightbreed, you know, apart from one element of it, I don't like that movie that much. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he did have a lot of involvement in Rawhead Rex. <laughs> so, you know, not not the best track record after Hellraiser, I have to say. Sure, I mean, I, I love Barker, but I mean, it's, I don't know, it's mostly from, uh, yeah, the uh, stuff of his, uh, the books that I, I've read. But, um, I don't know, like, I, I think, yeah, maybe, like, he hasn't had a you know, like, super big hit, um, you know, aside from, like, that he was, like, really involved with, aside from Hellraiser, but, uh, I don't know, I still think he's good enough, and I know a lot of the things, who knows what happens behind the scenes, I'm sure there's a lot that you can probably, you know, uh, track up to, like, studio interference, or whatever, um, I actually do like Nightbreed, uh, quite a bit, I do think it is kind of a mess, uh, but, like, I don't know, at least think it's interesting. It has like some cool uh, elements to it, but who knows? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll move on then. Uh, so next up, Max Brooks, who wrote World War Z. Mm-hmm. He's got another book called uh, Devolution. And that is now kind of in the works at Legendary Entertainment, uh, who, you know, recently they've done a bunch of texas chainsaw movies which isn't exactly saying the whole lot <laughs> uh, but they also did the new york godzilla and king kong movies uh so they've got mm. some bigger cred to them but they're going to do a, a, a movie based on devolution and this may interest it, you when i tell you what it's about uh, is it the sasquatch one yeah so yeah <laughs> devolution the latest bit by world war z author max brooks um it is Brooks' take on the Bigfoot, sorry, Bigfoot, Bigfoot folktale. <laughs> uh, the complete title is uh, to the tome is Devolution, a first-hand account of the Rainer Sasquatch massacre, and it is told through as a, a journal and scientific investigation. So, this really sounds like an interesting movie. Like I, I could definitely see this feeling unique and doing something different with. Because I mean, where was the last time we had a good Bigfoot movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ever have we? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I um, I, I actually saw this uh, not the movie news. I didn't realize it's being turned into a movie, but I heard about the book on um. I was looking at a list of like you know horror books coming out this summer that you should check out, and uh, it sounded pretty interesting. Yeah, obviously I love my cryptids. I love Bigfoot. Uh, and um, I, I mean I, I don't know too too much about Max Brooks. I I. I think i read at least most of world war z back in the day i don't remember if i ever finished it um it's uh an interesting take um for sure but i, I do think um uh, it did end up kind of boring me uh a little bit but um i mean some of that might have been like zombie fatigue too and stuff at the time when i read it but uh i mean i'm definitely interested in this book and yeah maybe the movie could be cool too yeah so well maybe we'll get our our not big budget but like our our her mainstream Sasquatch movie that that actually yeah. gets some attention and gets some recognition. I don't know if, if it's yeah. worth it. That is. Uh, Although I mean, yeah. Although like I don't know if I like the idea of portraying Sasquatch as a you know monster because I do think he is more of a you know gentle giant. But I, I mean, I'll, I'll still be here for it. You know. 
didn't realize you felt so strongly on the matter, Tim. <laughs> I mean, I don't. If you look at the stories, I mean, I don't. I, don't th- I think you'd have a hard time trying to find that many actual violent encounters with Bigfoot. Hmm. Okay. More helpful, if anything, but <laughs> helpful. Does it help you move your your couch when you're moving house? It shows up and like it's I can carry this that are like... <laughs> with one arm because I'm a Bigfoot. It helps people like when they get lost in the woods and that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. <You> know? <laughs> uh, next up, Epic Pictures is a horror brand uh, that Dread have acquired global rights to. Uh, so. Uh, sorry, no, Dread is a is a subset of Epic Pictures, uh, but they, they have acquired the global rights to a trio of horror films uh, ahead of next week's Cannes virtual uh, festival, essentially, or the virtual sales market, maybe more precise. So here's the three films that they've got the rights to. Uh, so An- Andy Collier and Tour Mian's uh, horror film Sacrifice, which co-stars Barbara Cam- Crampton, is set on a Norwegian island and follows a man and his pregnant wife who return to his birthplace to deal with unexpected inheritance after the death of his mother. So it's a bit vague there in terms of what the actual horror element is, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's called Sacrifice, and they're, they're going <laughs> to Norway, and, you know, just... I, I feel like in horror movies, uh, you know, ever since ever since Midsummer, whenever they go to the, uh, the Scandinavian region, <laughs> for anything i uh, oh, yeah. i'm immediately concerned it's scary yeah scary stuff <laughs> uh the next one's a horror comedy it's called uncle peckerhead and it's <laughs> okay. r- written and directed by matthew john lawrence chronicles a punk rock band uh called duh on their first tour when the group receives a hand from a drifter they discover he is a cursed man-eating hillbilly <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> as you do uh so that one's actually got a, a day here. It's going to be released in theaters on August seventh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. we'll see how many theaters are open. Although it seems like they're yep. planning to open <laughs> soon, so maybe maybe we're actually at a point now where we believe this will happen. Now, how well mm. all the movies do with people still being nervous about going out, we'll see. But sure. uh, it's worth worth a worth an idea. And then the third film is called La Casa, and it is a Spanish film, a Spanish language horror film from Chilean writer director Jorge. Alguin. Uh, I'm probably butchering that last name. It's probably a completely different pronunciation because it's not uh uh because I'm saying Gwyn like a like a British name would be. Uh, but well, it takes place in 1986 during Chile's military dictatorship, when a police officer is summoned to investigate suspicious people inside a house. He finds himself trapped, trying to escape from violent paranormal events. So uh, that's probably the most interesting sounding of the three, I think. But yeah, could be cool. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, any of those three stick out to you? Uh, that I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say uh sticks out. Um, because because they all sound like decent enough premises. I I don't I wouldn't say that I have anything wrong with any of them. Uh, uh, I, I actually I think Uncle Peckerhead does sound pretty cool. Um, but I mean the fact that it's a comedy, like, you know, there there's uh so much that like. You know, even if you have a good premise, like, you know, um, comedy relies a lot on, like, timing and, you know, like, the characters and everything. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to get excited without having a sense of, like, you know, what that's going to be like. Um, But, no, I mean, I, I would definitely be interested in checking any of these out. I think maybe once, uh, you know, we get around to seeing some trailers and stuff for them, we'll have a better idea of 
you know which ones i want to see more yeah uh next up uh got a film called 12 hour shift starring angela bettis who you might remember from may yeah. <laughs> but we back at the start of the, the century uh, and also mm. carrie i assume that's the remake because <laughs> uh that the time frame would make sense uh so she, mm, don't, I don't, yeah, i'm trying to think was she in the I, yeah maybe she was in the remake i don't know it's been a while since i've seen it maybe the miniseries was that because well, that was around the time of the tv miniseries right possibly too actually yeah that might that might be early 2000s mm. so that sounds about right yeah yeah uh, it doesn't specify, it just says Carrie. Uh, but it returns to horror, <laughs> uh, and writer-director Bria Grant's after... Or who worked on After Midnight, uh, their new film, 12 Hour Shift. And it's set to world premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival. Or it was, until I get cancelled, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Ma- Magnet Releasing has acquired the worldwide rights to the horror comedy that follows a group of nurses who are stealing organs and selling them to the black market. Uh, Nurse Mandy is just trying to make it through her double shift alive. But her nasty drug addiction, annoying co-workers, needy patients, and devious cousin are making it pretty tough. Not to mention organ-stealing criminals and, and an injured convict. Mm. So yeah. This one sounds pretty cool. Uh, you know, I'm kind of excited for it. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, again, you know, like everything, um, yeah, you, it's hard to kind of tell without, like, you know, seeing a trailer to kind of get the tone and, and style of it, but... It sounds pretty cool, and yeah, I like those people involved. Um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> um, when you give just like for you know full disclosure, like I, uh, you know, uh, Bria Grant is like a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, so <laughs> you know, she probably doesn't wouldn't recognize who I am, but uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I've been to some parties and stuff, and met her a few times. She, she's really nice, and she's in a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, so. Uh, but I just putting that disclosure out there, so if in case anyone thinks I'm I think biased or anything. The word you were looking for there, I think, was disclaimer. Disclaimer. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, but yes, fair, fair but enough. But no, I am excited for it though. I think it looks cool, yeah. or it sounds cool. Was she the one who was in that board game movie? Yes. That uh, what was uh, yeah, like that that VHS board game which Barbara yeah. Crampton was also in. Uh, yeah. She's beyond the gates a, beyond the gates yeah there, there you go. go yeah if you look it up like there's like uh yeah she's in a bunch of stuff and like you know, there's kind of like um like this little like horror community uh because I, I think like her and like a uh, Graham skipper i think are like in a lot of things uh and uh so a, lo- a lot of like names you probably see pop up but yes yeah that's the horror community which tim is desperately trying to penetrate and he's, he's he's gotten to the point where he's met someone vaguely at a party who wouldn't remember him but that's that's where that's where we're at but it'll pay off don't worry we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get like a hot hot director hot young writer director on, on the show at some point through times connect all, all i really want is um uh just a free ticket to, to see things i just i just don't want to have to pay to go to the movies that's all I'm looking for. I don't think the directors literally deal with the ticketing <laughs> process. Tim. I think you're barking up the wrong tree there. That, it's actually, I think, one of the employees at the theatre are the ones you have to be schmoozing for that there, Tim. Okay, well, I've wasted my life then. Uh, <laughs> maybe the maybe seduce the theatre manager, perhaps. That might be your, your, hmm. your real in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Uh, especially now uh i just can't wait to go to the movies i'm just imagining tim tracks just this like 60 year old like manager of a theater who just comes down <laughs> and says to the ushers like this this man here this tim 
he gets <laughs> lifetime free entry. <laughs> and then all, all, all the college-aged employees just look at Tim like, what did you do, man? What did you do? <laughs> I used to, um, in Rhode Island, uh, there was a, a comedy club. Well, not like a club, but there was a, there was a movie theater um, that would like basically reserve one room for stand-up comedy for like Friday through mm. uh like I think it was just Friday and Saturdays. Uh and then they would also they would always have like local comedians uh MC. So uh, I I used to like uh that used to be fun whenever I performed there because then like you get to know the people in the theater and then you like can just kinda go and hang out and see whatever movies you wanted there. I was cool with that. That mm, was okay. uh that was a fun time. <laughs> yeah, so I like that Tim's happily willing to admit when he's completely broken the law. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm sure uh, that's uh, yeah, something people are gonna come after me for. <laughs> There's a warrant out for Tim's arrest in at least five states. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, I don't know if it's like against the law when like the employees are <laughs> telling you like yeah go go watch this. <laughs> yeah, but... you're quite right. It's the employees who are breaking the law, not you. <laughs> Uh, the movie studio is going to come for them. Uh, no, this actually sounds kind of fun. There actually is a short teaser trailer for this one, which I didn't send to Tim, but it, uh, it's kind of cool in the sense that there's no dialogue in it. It's just all music. Uh, it's, it's a very quick oh, cool. teaser. But uh, yeah, interestingly, it's produced by David and Christina Apple. Uh, sorry, not Apple. Arquette. Oh, interesting. David and Christina That's Arquette cool. produce it, uh, and it notes in the cast list that Mick Foley is, is that. Wrestler Mick the, Foley, the wrestler. Yeah, like, I would like, assume so. I, 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 okay, that's an interesting cameo. <clears throat> yeah, it definitely sounds like a interesting to say the least. Yeah, uh, I don't know which which uh, character he'll be playing, but I'm hoping for Cactus Jack. So, uh, so moving on, uh, we're going to talk about a a new vampire film called With Teeth. Ooh. Okay. So, With Teeth. Uh, uh, Kiash 11 is going to, to direct and it has Lydia Hurst, Cara Hayward, Jack Donnelly starring uh, along with uh, Malin Ackerman who have seen a bunch of things such as Final Girls and Watchmen oh, yeah. um, and it says here Rampage oh yeah she was she was like the villain in Rampage that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie was very forgettable so mm-hmm. you know that's what it is uh, but yeah so here's the description of this uh, so, With Teeth follows a group of superstar internet influencers, oh god, who are drawn <laughs> to a reclusive billionaire's mansion only to find themselves trapped in the lair of horrifyingly evil vampires. Uh, so, the only way out is to be saved by a famous online gamer <laughs> and oh an old school vampire <laughs> hunter who is set in his ways. Can I just say that we're doing movies now where the main characters are like Instagram people and like like video game streamers? Can we, can we just acknowledge we're at that point where that's what the main characters of movies are? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, I I don't like it, but it's not like the I I mean they do exist. Like you know, it, it's not like they. You know, a character shouldn't be that in a movie, but I mean, they're annoying in real life. I don't want to see them in movies too. <laughs> we talk about we're influencers, Tim. Oh, sure. <laughs> we influence lots of things. Uh, I will say it's kind of weird because influence uh, people to change the channel. <laughs> shut up. Uh, so, Cara Hayward, uh, one of the, the actors that I mentioned there, uh, she was in Moonrise Kingdom, and it says you know pictured below Moonrise Kingdom here in Bloody Disgusting, and. 
I think what's weird about that is that Moonrise kind of came out in 2010, and she obviously she, in that movie she's like 12, and I'm like, she's obviously not 12 anymore. So that's a <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Hey, this is the actor we're talking about, but this is a photo of her from 10 years ago when she was a child. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. it's weird. You know, it, I mean, it's not a big deal if we're talking about 35 to 45, but we're talking about 12 to 22 here. She's she, yeah. She's, she's going to look a bit different by now, but whatever. Uh, I mean, maybe that Strange. means she's done nothing notable since then. I have no idea, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought that was vaguely amusing. Uh, next up, Dark Sky Films mm. uh, have acquired the US rights to a supernatural horror film called Hosts. Uh, so this is uh, something that's coming up. Uh, the demonic possessions mark the onset of a global pandemic of possession that runs loved ones <laughs> against each other. A possessed possession pandemic? Eh, eh pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. I have nothing to really add, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like again, like anything, like it's always hard to to gauge stuff from description. So uh, yeah, maybe you see more and it looks cool, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily sound interesting to me. I think like uh, I, you know, same same way that we had like. Just the, uh, you know, uh, constant flood of zombie movies. And then we just got so sick of zombies. I, I feel like, um, you know, I, I maybe don't see it as much nowadays, but I'm just like so sick of possessions. It just seems like there was so many crappy, you know, possession, devil, demonic kind of movies uh, over the last 10 years. I'm just like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't interest me. <laughs> Yeah, it's worth mentioning this is actually a debut from co-writers and directors uh, Richard Oakes and Adam Leader. So uh, so we have nothing to like look at and say, yeah. oh, hey, we've seen their work on this, so we can expect this. Uh, this is expected to come out in late 2020. No specific date, but late 2020 is what they're saying. So cool. we'll see. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, it's uh, a release date update here. Uh, St. Maud, which is A24's mm. horror film that looked quite good. Uh, from yep. before that was meant to come out I think it was April maybe early May the original date was and it obviously got pushed for obvious reasons and that's actually coming out now on July 17th and it's still saying a theatre release so it really does feel like some not all the movies but there's definitely some companies here that are really starting to get into the idea that July is when movie theatres are going to be back <laughs> yeah Philly's uh... thoughts <laughs> I, I I don't know like I, I mean I do want to see the movie um I I'm 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 trying to wonder or or I, like I I wonder if this might be one that's kind of like safe to go see because I imagine the like theater's not going to be packed mm-hmm. for Saint Maud you know like yeah. unless people are just so desperate to go and see a movie and it's like the only thing yeah. playing yeah. because it's like one of the first that's ones true. back I mean maybe it'll be packed for that reason uh yeah. I mean, I, I'm geared up. I'm getting the hazmat suit ready for tonight. So, I mean... I <laughs> 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 suppose I could break it out early for St. Maud. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, coming July 17th. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just still, like... You know, I, I don't really have, like, a ton of confidence, like, from what we've been hearing about, um, you know, theaters, especially, you know, this past week, there was, you know, kind of a kerfuffle with a you know, like the CEO of like uh, AMC was talking about like, yeah, we're not going to require people to wear masks and that kind of stuff where it's like, uh, <laughs> it seems like maybe that's like the bare minimum you should be doing. But, you know, the, I, I know people are like desperate to, 
you know, regain some normalcy, but like, yeah, the, the virus is still out there and like people are still getting sick and dying. Uh, so I, I, I don't know, it, like, unless it, there's like a really, you know, clear way to guarantee that like, oh no, this is like a safe <laughs> procedure for going to the movies. I, I don't know. I'm not really in a rush to go. Yeah. It's even spiking in some states right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Florida's had the, the most deadliest state they've had yet uh, recently, or the, the, or maybe it's the, not deadly, but the most like, like people like confirmed the most yeah. confirmed cases in one day uh was was this week so yeah um it's it's funny because you know maybe like completely closing down everything's not necessarily the right answer either but there's almost this sure. kind of weird like almost desire to ignore it and get back to normal right. yeah. uh that's in the opposite direction and that doesn't necessarily feel like the right answer completely either so i, I don't know what the tactic is but uh yeah i i don't know like so many people are just yeah like weirdly uh like against any type of like scientific advisory and, and they want to make everything into like a political issue when it's like no this is like a very like easy to understand uh thing but it's, it's not a lot to ask for people to wear masks when they're out in public i mean it's not yeah i'll pick a deal <laughs> yeah so i i i agree uh some people for some reason though i think it is strange yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah uh the last thing we're going to talk about today though is a trailer for the directorial debut of dave franco uh which is called <laughs> the rental and it's got a bit of a cast alison brie and dan stevens alison brie of course is married to dave franco so it makes sense that she's there uh but yeah so the rental is a character-driven horror thriller about two couples who rent a vacation home for what should be a celebratory weekend getaway and of course we've got a trailer here which is the main thing we're going to talk about so uh what did you think of the trailer tim i thought it looked pretty good um yeah i'd say i'm attentively uh excited for it um you know like uh still don't know exactly uh you know what's going on if it's going to be more of a slashery kind of thing or if it'd be like maybe like a little more psychological paranoia par uh paranoia kind of stuff going on but i thought it looked cool you know it seemed to have like a you know nice style to it and yeah obviously i, I don't really know who dan stevens is but you know i like Alison brie and she looks like uh you know she's doing good in it <laughs> don't know dan stevens is uh the guest oh he's from the guest okay yeah or uh or legion if you watched any of that um yeah i like watch one episode <laughs> <laughs> uh dan stevens is pretty good uh, mm -hmm. No, good cast. Uh, I agree. The trailer looked fairly interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looked like it had style. It didn't look like it was yeah. lacking that. Uh, obviously, I have no idea what Dave Frank was like as a director. I don't particularly like him as an actor that much, but maybe he's better behind the camera. So, yeah. You know. uh, I, I, I don't know if it's like his fault, but like I, I don't really like him either. But it does seem like uh, he is always kind of playing like you know the asshole character mm -hmm. in a lot of things i don't know if it's just because that's like what his range is or whatever but i don't know maybe if he if he is possibly good <laughs> uh when he gets a chance but yeah the poster's kind of cool so it's, it's like uh the house it's like it's upside down and the house is at the top upside down and there's like a person falling through the sky uh <laughs> i mean the trailer makes it look like it's just going to be people attacking them but i mean it's not entirely clear either it's kind of like they're kind of holding it close to the chest as to what mm -hmm. actually is going on and I couldn't tell if, like, the people attacking, if they looked like they were, in, like, wearing a mask or something, or 
like it seemed like there's something going on with the head um mm. which I, I thought was interesting I don't, I don't know if it's a mask or if they're maybe a little freakish or whatever but that looked cool yeah so and interesting cast so we'll we'll see uh also actually i just noticed here the uh the other star here sheila van is from a girl who walks home alone at night i thought you know what i thought i recognized her <laughs> oh wow oh, that's really cool yeah uh, so yeah cool cast uh this is actually coming out on july 24th it will be in theaters but it's also on demand at the same time so uh nice. safe to say we'll be covering that uh when <laughs> it hits so that's the rental uh coming in july so uh, that, is us. that is the uh the, the news uh for for the week um I didn't watch any other horror movies this week, Tim. I, I did watch Bad Boys for Life, which uh, <laughs> I actually ended up talking about for like 10 minutes on something else, just randomly. So that's nice. going to be up on Patreon as a bonus bit soon. But, um, oh, cool. <laughs> no, no, uh, no extra horror movies this week. At least, mm. I think I did. Did you watch anything else? Uh, I, um, yeah, like, you know, like most weeks, uh, you know, I've been watching more stuff because uh, I'm, been working from home uh, I've, I've been watching more like tv stuff though i've actually been watching a uh, preacher i'm almost done with that um you know not really horror uh actually not horror at all i i guess there's a vampire in it but there's you know, like uh, some horror thematic stuff occasionally yeah. um but uh the uh oh uh, hannibal uh you know we finally finished <laughs> we had like two episodes mm. left to go and then like you know, the world went to, like, uh, shit, and then it, it was kind of hard to watch, like, you know, something intense like that, but then we were finally like, yeah, I think uh, we can watch it now, so. Um, I, I liked it overall. I, I don't think I was, like, as crazy. Just the show overall, I don't think I was, like, as amazed by it as, like, some people, because, like, some people, you know, love it and think it's, like, a masterpiece. Like, I thought it was, like, okay, like, I, I liked it, um i wouldn't say i was like gaga over it i like the way it ended though um and uh i also watched uh just like a random movie on netflix just to pass the time uh called the vatican tapes which i think was from like a couple of years ago uh yeah speaking of like shitty possession movies uh it was really bad <laughs> i don't recommend anyone watch it no wonder you were uh, in a bad mood about the possession premise earlier yeah <laughs> you literally just had a bad one <laughs> Yeah. Uh, something we should mention actually something we just decided that we are, we're at least going to try uh, sure. in the next few weeks is that there's actually going to be a Juon Netflix original series uh, it's called Juon Origins and it's coming on July 3rd so we should at least have a review of the pilot or the first episode up uh, soon after that but and then if, cool. if we don't hear it completely we'll <laughs> review all of it but yeah so that, that's kind of coming out of nowhere Connor mentioned it to me and I was like, oh, okay, there's a, was, a random Joan series coming on Netflix. I mean, like, I remember hearing that it was getting made. Uh, I had no idea that it was, like, about to premiere, though. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the premise, I've just got it here. Just I thought, I thought we'll mention it since uh, we're telling people we're doing to do it. I guess Streams After Midnight TV is making a return after years. Because <laughs> it's, it's been a long time since we finished uh, Tales from the Crypt. Right. Yeah. Uh, the J-Horror Classic franchise John was actually based on real events that occurred over four decades, and the truth is even more terrifying. Can the people haunted by the house escape from its curse, and what kind of grim incident occurred that caused the, uh, that cursed this house in the past? So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how it's going to feel different from the movies, or if it's doing like a particularly different take on it. Uh, but we'll find out. I'm kind of curious to check it out. 
Yeah, I'm definitely curious. I mean, I love the uh, the original Juwan. Uh, still one of my favorite horror movies. So, you know, sequels uh, and everything, not so much. But Well, to uh, be fair, you mean Juwan the Grudge, because I think Juwan the Cursed came before that. Uh, sure. I mean, whatever, you know, the original Japanese one. I don't... You're yeah, talking about The Grudge, uh, though. You're talking about Juwan the Grudge. Right, 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 like. right. But yeah. I don't think that's actually the first Juwan movie. There is, like, um... Was it, like, the... Uh, were the other ones like TV ones? As I think I saw like some random, I don't know, like TV movies or something before. I don't know if it's the same. the The timeline, it, you know, is a little messy. But there, no, I there mean, is. I we, think there there is TV ones, but I, no, I think the original is a theatrical movie called Joe okay. and the Curse. I, I think like because we we've reviewed the Grudge movies, but we've not reviewed the other Joe movies. But there is other Joe movies that are not the Grudge movies. <laughs> it's, like, okay. it's, it's not. It's confusing. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's the same with the ring like there's like sadico 3d one and two which came out somewhere <laughs> in the last 10 years and i'm like when did this happen like this happened before yeah. sadico versus kayako and i don't know where these slotted in i i don't know yeah there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of weird yeah like well not weird but uh you know like some like uh you know american franchise like uh of the corn or something there's a lot more movies uh than you realize like um but yeah, no, yeah. Obviously, though, the yeah, talking about you know the first Grudge movie, and the Japanese one, not the American one. Yes, yeah. yes. So <laughs> we clarified that kind of. Yes. Uh, oh, there you go. That's uh, that's the that's the horror screams after midnight horror news this week. Uh, we will be well, should be back next week with that. But of course, we have movie reviews coming out. Uh, mentioned patreon.com slash TV as a way to support us for, uh, if you want to do it financially you can do it for as little as a dollar per month and you get a bonus episode a bonus movie review from Screams After Midnight every month uh, for that dollar five dollar tier gets you early access to the movie reviews and a chance to vote for an episode every month so uh, go and have a look see if you're interested of course you can support us simply by liking uh, you can like uh, which does let YouTube know that you think it's worth you know sharing this video out to other people and other people can can find it and Maybe horror fans will discover a mediocre pair of dishbags uh, who talk about <laughs> horror news, and they'll be like, "Ooh, this is all right. I can, I, I can put this on as a form of torture or something." But uh, yeah, uh, so do that. Uh, you can also get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight if you want to get ramblings on there and updates about content and so on and so on. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.